0: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the May edition of the Fantasy Book Club, brought to you by Accessible World. This is uh, your leader, Julia, speaking, and the book we are discussing for this month is called of Fealty by Elizabeth Moon, um, because in last month's discussion, uh, we talked about Well, I brought up a point a long time ago. One of my friends was saying that Anne McCaffrey wasn't nearly as good a fantasy author as Elizabeth Moon. So that sparked the discussion, and we decided to put that theory to the test. And so we have read an Elizabeth Moon book back-to-back. And last month, we read Dragonflight by Anne McCaffrey. So I don't necessarily agree with my friend. I think that they're both competent writers writing about completely different worlds, but I think, I don't know, They're about equal. I mean, they're different, different styles, but I wouldn't necessarily say that one is superior to the other one. I like this book just as much as the other one, in fact, well, more because it's a new series. and New series are always exciting because, well, they're new. And I'm on book number three of the trilogy, so I'm reading it in between other books. It's sort of my go-to book when I don't have other stuff to read, so it's fun. And what did everybody else think of the book?
1: Well, I have been explaining to my friends for the past month (laughs) that uh, I am am having some trouble remembering things I'm supposed to be doing, and I'm having some trouble um, getting things done that I should be doing, Um, and that I have been afflicted with moon
2: madness.
1: (laughs) And uh, the reason for that is that I started reading Oath of Fealty, you know, back, I don't know, three weeks ago or something like that. And I enjoy Elizabeth Moon. I have always enjoyed Elizabeth Moon. I like her science fiction stuff. In fact, I love her science fiction stuff. And um, I had read... I think I've read Oath of Fealty. Yeah, I might have. Um, But it had been quite a while ago. And I started with Oath of Fealty, and I went on to Kings of the North, and I went on to Echoes of Betrayal, and then I discovered that Bard didn't have the last two books, and I was Mm. very upset.
0: Does
2: Bookshare have them? They have them now.
1: Yeah, I, I went to Bookshare and I found the last two books in the the Quintology. Hmm. Is that what it's called? A quintology. Yep, sounds right. Sounds right. Right. Well anyway, and I read those too. Hmm. Um I although I will say I I got them and I put them through DocuScan Plus and I read them uh, I've made them into M P three files.
3: Ooh, whose voice?
1: And I, I read them that way, uh, because the voice that I have with the DocuScan Plus is a much better voice than the one on my stream, because I have the old stream. Uh, oh, and those it's even terrible. it's even better than the Bookshare MP3 voice. So I did that, and so now I've gone back to the deed of Paxanarian. Uh, Who? <laughs> so, oh boy. As, And so I have been, as I say, afflicted with moon madness this month. And um, so it it will eventually pass, Um, you know, but this this has been a moon month. Hmm. And, um, you know, I I have thoroughly enjoyed this book. Um, I like the way she writes. I care about the characters. I want them to succeed and i I dislike the villains the way you're supposed to, and frankly, this lady is a damn good storyteller. Excuse my French
3: i um I have to admit I liked it, and we'll tell you that we have had um discussions about Elizabeth Moon before. And I have not been impressed by her because I thought she took an awfully long time getting there, wherever it was. And I was just kind of like, okay, all right. And I first about first six chapters, I kind of okay, I can get through this. And then it got good. And I, <laughs> yeah, listen to her cackle. And I love the part. Well, for one thing, one of the things I feared. In the beginning, they mentioned elves just in passing. They didn't have a major part, and I thought, "Oh, this is going to be one of those fantasy where you have okay, we got elves, we got wizards, we got mages. Okay, fine, da 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 da. No sense of wonder in there. But when you get Ah, uh, Don, what's her name? Um, Dorian. Dorian. When you get her discovering the things in the in the in her castle and the crown and the jewels and all that, and then later taking them to present them before the king. Uh, but there is a sense of discovery there as she discovers her own power. And I loved the, the whole situation with her coming over and telling the people, I'm your duke now, and this is how we're going to run things, and that isn't how we did it before, and the thing with the well. and. Oh, um yeah. That was so cool. And uh, some of her phraseology I just liked. Um, I forgot exactly. Somebody says something. If he does this right, someone will like it. No, I will like it. And there was another, a a very strong affirmation of of can do. And there was another thing about uh, I will learn. And the other person notes that, he doesn't say, I want to learn, or will you teach me, I, w- I will learn. And there were some statements just sort of buried throughout the book like that. And they really impressed me with her attitude toward the psychology of the characters and how they would develop kind of standing on their own. It was, I thought it was beautiful.
1: Mm-hmm. She has a very clear understanding of character
2: mm-hmm.
1: and um, there are a couple of scenes in her science fiction books which are stellar uh, the one well for the first one is in the second of the Serrano legacy and one of the characters has been poisoned and they think that she's in this this coma, and she can't hear them or, you know, because she can't mm-hmm. respond. Mm-hmm. You know, she can't move anything. She can't speak. She, you know, mm-hmm. she's, you know. But the thing is that she isn't mm. unconscious. Mm. She is very much conscious. Mm. And the description of how this character is thinking. As she is living this nightmare of being, you know, trapped in her body that she can't move, and um, the way in which people treat her, you know, because she's so helpless, and it's a real comment on, you know, how how people treat uh, people with disabilities.
3: Ah, uh, she now, did it's that. Interesting. Al- She did that a little Um, with the guy that got blinded.
1: Yes, and and the thing is that what you don't know about her is that she has an autistic son, and so she's had to deal with, you know, raising this autistic son and dealing with, you know, disability in her own personal life, and so it kind of shines through. And the second thing is her fifth book in the Serrano Legacy, which... There's a whole um, story about uh, one of the characters being kidnapped by this very ultra, ultra conservative Christian group. And, oh, you know, their, their attitude toward women and the, oh my, it's really something else. Um, but mm. to get back to Oath of Fealty, yes. The whole bit about the the well and and Doran uh, discovering her her powers and and so forth, and the way it ends up, the the way the whole quintology ends up, I won't tell you
3: because that would be a spoiler. But uh, <laughs> it's uh, you you know my rule. Would I like it? My rule that I have mentioned here and in the writers group if it doesn't have a happy ending I won't read it.
1: Oh, Would it has I like a happy it? Ending.
3: Okay, all right. Yeah, you will like it. <laughs>
0: You'll like it. <laughs> <sighs>
1: oh my and and uh yeah. And and the whole idea that these these evil people can take over the
3: bodies of other
0: people. Ooh, that was awful. Yeah, uh, that? that was fascinating and awful at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. there's it I mean, all a kinds low. of
3: options for problems, you know. But then yeah. they could fight it off like he fought it off, you know, Well, with right. a lot of help, but it was possible. Right. Because actual clinical death hadn't occurred, I think, is part of why they, that he was able to, you know, he never really bottom-lined or, or flat-lined. Right. And I think that probably made the difference in, in what they were able to do. That was another. You mentioned religion. That was another thing that the gods i mean there was the evil god but the the other two gods or leaders whoever they worshiped uh were not in contention with one another like you know he was he was in Gerd's temple but he followed Tyr or whoever that other god okay we'll bring in priests from his group you know they didn't have a lot of there wasn't a lot of gods fighting each other and there were references you got the idea that they did believe it overall was was a deity that was over all of that and you know small g gods and big g gods I don't know how she wrote wrote it I'm not even sure if she used the word gods for them. But I like that it wasn't like the Greek pantheons where if you were in favor with uh, with one and the other was out to get you. You know, that was kind of a neat thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Yes. Very much so. And um, she continues... Well, actually, she wrote the uh, the deed of Paxanarian first. So I'm sort of going backwards, but it's um, it's very much the same. And, you know, the same the same characters and and so forth. So I'm
3: I've been immersed for the last month. <laughs> <laughs> Marshall, and, your comments are overwhelming us. <laughs>
2: you well know, I thought it started off kinda slow. I was moaning and groaning and I thought I'd tried to read this once and gave up. But I got into it after a while. Yeah, it doesn't I particularly like the Captain they replaced the uh the duke and Dorian Oh yeah with his crew with his with his with his with his company
3: didn't you yeah. love their code i mean it's like they have yeah. their own uh it's not a legal code but they have their own things that they go by yeah by. well
2: i did the, like it because one of the problem with mercenary armies is you know what happens if somebody else decides to pay the guys that are fighting for you mm-hmm. enough to fight against you mhm right. and i kind of like the idea that they had a code that they do this that they take care of their soldiers mhm after they were you know too old or injured to to fight
1: yes the, the apple farmer
2: yeah um Well, even oh heck, I can't can't remember the sergeant's name who was blinded. Samuel, yeah. Samuel, yeah. They were going to take care of him. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, And
3: they have the. They were very good on the civilians who. Now, if you if you fought them, you look out, you're dead. But that's how it was back then. Um, but the they were very easy on the cooperative when they passed through a village that didn't fight them or, or lie to them or, or pull some, try to pull something on them. They were very good to those villages. Right. They didn't yeah. leave
2: them. off of. If you, if you read the deeds of paxinaria um, they do in fact break that code. Mm. Um, and it, It kind of, I think it disgusted the Duke, who was the leader at the time. Mm -hmm. In fact, I know it did. Uh, But, you know, and the the organization required, you know, you don't, don't think of armies needing things like toilets and defenses when they're camping. You know, they went into that stuff. So that struck me as more realistic than a lot of books about war.
3: Yeah, she spent a lot of time with the details that we normally don't care about and should.
2: And you know, the training of the soldiers so that you know they, they didn't just go it didn't pick young kids and send them out as cannon fodder or sword fodder. Um, they spent time, I said they spent like a year training them before they sent them out to fight. Um So I like that part. I like Dorian for the same reasons you've already said, trying to figure out how to deal with her evil relatives. Um, Oh,
0: yeah. Her
2: whole family was evil. That was just wrong. There was one other guy that wasn't evil.
0: Yeah, the one in the kingdom. The cousin or whatever. Yeah. The
2: one with with the king, yeah, with the prince. And I've still got to find out what the crown and the scepter um and the chain all have to do
1: Oh, uh, you haven't got there yet? No. Oh,
3: what where are you?
2: Well, I'm going to get the download the audible book tomorrow and then the 28th I'm going to download the other one.
3: Oh, okay. Oh, so you're da- you're down to I'm... the two that are not on Bard.
2: Yes.
0: Right. Mm. What? And but I they're don't... on Bard. I don't understand. I read them from oh, Bard. They're not on Bard.
2: No, they're not.
0: How many uh-huh. did you
3: read, uh, Julia?
2: I'm on number
3: three.
0: Oh, five. no, there's, oh, well, there's two five. more. five. Oh, there's Oh, I thought, okay, okay. I thought it only went to number three. Okay. No, no, number it goes five. to
1: five. <laughs> yeah. And so, okay, so
0: it won't be resolved in book three because I'm going, okay, well, that's nice. Um, is it going okay. mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> to, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: You, I asked our local library be... to see if they could process them and and get uh, them up what's
1: on it Called something about power.
2: Limits of limits of power and
1: and
0: crown of renewal.
2: Uh-oh.
3: that sounds like it has. Oh,
1: that
0: sounds. Yep.
3: Right.
1: Okay.
0: So there's more that I haven't read yet. Okay, because I'm thinking, geez, it's wrapping up in book three. What's the deal here? Yeah. No, you
1: got two more books to go.
0: I'm um, my Audible subscription clearly.
2: Yeah, they are well, on Audible, both of them. Yeah,
1: they are on Audible, but they are not on Bard. And since I don't have a an Audible subscription, I went to Bookshare. I do have that, so. Uh, what voice one is your One must make own? choices in one's life. What so voice does I, your
3: scanner what does your docu scan use or whatever it's called what voice does it use uh, what
1: voice did it use it used um the uh the neo speech Paul
3: Oh okay do you get choices or is it built in
1: Yeah I, no you get choices
3: Oh we're kind of like Voice Dream. I, that's one thing I do. We, there's been a lot of talk on Bard about Voice Dream Reader lately, and I love the fact that, uh, of course, I bought a few voices, but there are some iOS voices that are pretty, pretty decent on there.
1: Yeah, I mean, Thank you Kate. know, some of them are some of them are better than others, but mm-hmm. I happen to like the the one I've got. Um, Good. You know, or is it is it Kate? Maybe it's Kate
3: that I was using. It's either Kate? Yeah, it's Kate. Kate and Paul go female together. Female I think. Voice. Isn't Ka- yeah. aren't Kate and Paul the ones that were on the original stream that were so awful?
0: I uh, know. So no, that was Samantha and and Tom and oh, Yeah, Tom, Tom, Tom and Samantha. Samantha. And Samantha is yeah, very I still good have on Samantha
3: very good on the iPhone. It's a definite quality difference. Well, when I get an MP3, I mean, my Heather on my stream is a whole lot better quality than the Heather on my um, uh, Read It Air with, when I can take a document and scan it and, and tell it to do an MP3. And that's a real poor version of Heather. So, you know, the, it's interesting how quality of the TTS voices vary from device to device.
1: Yeah, well, at this this particular thing I like um you know the docu scan it it seems to work best for me hmm. um, and i would I would have downloaded them from Audible had I a subscription, but I didn't so that is the story there hmm. but
3: um Julia, your response to the book, well, you said a little bit, but anything about the any particular scene or character anything that struck you?
0: Oh, I, I love Dorian. She's my favorite character. And Pax, <laughs> Pax, okay, it's so funny. They pronounce in the books that were commercially read, it was Pox. So I'm thinking, you know, Pox, like smallpox. And then GERD, like that acid after <laughs> reflux disease. i like, oh, that's a great book. That's funny.
3: It's funny when they change readers in the middle of a series and they pronounce everybody's name different. And of course, in the Sword of Truth series, they changed the guy changed the accent he used with this one group of people. <laughs> that
2: was hilarious. <laughs> well, I've always thought that they, when they change narrators, they ought to have the new new narrator listen to the old narrator. Yes. Right. So well, that's
1: what I always thought. Right. Right. Well, it's Pax. P A K S.
3: Okay. Oh, not X. Okay. Yeah, P A K S. How's to sort of pronounce it? It's Paxenarian.
1: <laughs> it's P A K S E N, Senarian, A R I A N. I think. Paxenarian.
0: Um, okay.
1: So, and I like the
0: damel. Oh, sorry. Um, Go ahead. I like damel going blind. That was an interesting twist. I didn't see coming. in. Mm-hmm. you know how he was treated, and how he. You know, I'm only on but three, so I don't know.
3: Yeah, He's how, not really he, in
0: this book much. How though, he yeah.
3: responded during the training sessions. You know, he could tell right. where people were and when they were out of step. And right. Was, I wish I were that good, folks. I'm not that good yeah. at lying.
0: <laughs> Are any of us that good? Come on, no, I, I hate well, right, it when sighted people right here.
2: I like it when he was shooting the bad guy with the arrows. You
0: know, with,
1: yeah, well, That's
2: see, cool.
1: now. The thing is that what they were doing was sword fighting. So yeah. of course you're going to hear the the clack of the yeah. wooden
3: the and you're going to hear their feet
1: against each other.
3: Yeah, and you're going to hear their course, feet.
1: Right, and they're mo- going to move their feet like like dancing.
3: Mhm.
1: You know, it's like a dance. And mm-hmm. so if somebody's out of step, it's going to sound weird. Yeah.
0: Mhm.
1: So I you can we're... locate that. I mean that that would be perfectly understandable and I thought mm-hmm. that was really well done. That uh, he could hear and locate um, the person who was out of step.
0: I like the object perception thing. That was pretty cool. I don't think a lot of sighted people necessarily pick up on that tiny detail.
3: It's it's. I have a little of it, but it's not very reliable. You know, I had light perception for too long so i could see dark things in front of me and i didn't develop it and when i was growing up they didn't teach us to develop it you know
0: okay and
3: that's kind of too bad i think you need to start learning that sort of thing when you're little i have learned to pay more attention to it now and i'll stop before running into a dumpster sometimes or or right. a car in the driveway i it, you know i have a double driveway and i i can usually catch that but um it's um it's funny you uh, you you really you really have to train yourself to to pay attention to it if you weren't trained I suspect if they would start training kids when they're real young, it would be amazing what they'd be able to do.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: But I was taught with mobility, but I I mean it was just one of those skills. I think if they would have put more emphasis on it, it would have been interesting.
3: Yeah, uh, well, I'm talking about we didn't even get mobility till the seventh grade, and of course and I was school. Oh, okay. But uh, the, you know, when we we for, they should they should have done us you know, taking this in the hall and worked us at, on that in first and second grade, you know, and one at a time. Some, of course, they had a lot of mixed partiality, uh, who wouldn't have been able to use it at all. But they should have spent more time. T- I don't think they knew.
0: Okay. Anyway.
1: Well, that that could be because um, you know they make so many mistakes when they educate kids,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the stuff and they're we're doing the four to kids today, I I'd, I'd like to take mm-hmm. these educators out and hang them by their
3: thumbs. Oh, somebody was talking about their kids, you know, trying to help them about this Common Core thing and trying to help them with their homework, and no wonder they couldn't understand, you know, they couldn't understand it either the way the way they do things, the way they do math and stuff. Oh, oh, God. Well, they strange. aren't
2: teaching kids anymore. They're the le- they're not them. teaching them to learn skills. They're oh. teaching them to pass tests. Mm-hmm. Tests, yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Which I had to admit, when I was in school, that's what I learned how to do. I was good at making good grades. I might not know the top, know too much. You know, I, I, I always got A's on my spelling test. and I had terrible spelling. But I could learn it for the test. No, I'd learn it for the test, and I would do really well for the vocab vocab list on our test. And a few months later, I'd be writing something, and I'd misspell it, you know? Does refer have one R or two? That sort of idiocy. I love uh, our speech things, because a lot of times if you misspell something, it'll pronounce it wrong, and you, uh-oh. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: what do you do if you, you have to, it's yeah, funny. I was wondering how i spell. I guess they would see it, right? If you have a Braille display, you look at it.
3: Right. Yes. Well, yeah. And that's good for punctuation, especially. We, we've, Again, there's been a lot of talk on BART. I think some of you have seen it about Braille and the importance of... of and I'm only... Because of being in the writer's group, I've only recently begun to rediscover the value of Braille. I was all into speech, you because know, I have always been a slow Braille reader, very slow Braille reader. And... Um, you know i'm beginning to learn the value of it a lot more now
1: well it's interesting so have i and but i came at it at a diff- from a different direction lana because i was asked to teach braille to adults mm. and i got to tell you i have gotten very much better at reading aloud
0: really? in braille oh, and wow. i That's i have
1: never been good at
0: that
3: i have I never
0: have been stumbled good at my it. words <laughs> Reading yeah, I aloud. can't read
3: aloud with it. That's why I love these 18 cell or 20 cell. You know, don't don't give me these 40 cell things. Give me a little <laughs> bitty cell thing. It's a lot easier to read. There's something about oh, oh,
0: oh no, I love the 40 cell. If I have an 18 20 cell, it takes me like months to get to page 45. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: oh dear. Well, you can pretty well pick your choices nowadays. With all these different Braille
3: oh, aren't they notetakers coming up with some
1: marvelous and tablets things? and everything coming mm-hmm. out.
3: i trying to tell myself I don't need them. I have better things to spend my money on. Grapes. Well, are we... I
0: suppose we better get back on... on I guess um, we're kind of done with the fantasy discussion.
3: <laughs> 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 well, this is relevant blindness was relevant because one of the characters went blind and we were talking about how he dealt with it and and how it was handled in the book. So that was relevant. I mean, if we stretch a rubber band far enough before it breaks, you
1: know. (laughs) (coughs) Well, yeah. Oh, dear. Well, all right. So we we all agree that Elizabeth Moon is stellar, right?
2: Yep. If you can get past the first six chapters, she's great. At least in this (laughs) series, she is. Yes, I, I haven't okay. read any of her other books, so I can't say. I'm
3: well, willing to I'm... give her more opportunities because everything I read, bought, it was only two or three books, but oh god, in anywhere. Oh, you're just talk. And I do have to say about this book and all the writing books we've read. You know, you get the uh, reader's attention right away at the first of the book, and this was supposed to be readable as an independent. And ha- having done so, it worked as an independent book. But you, cert- they certainly didn't grab you. I mean, I like I told Anne in an email, they were just nothing but pieces on the chessboard at first. But boy, when it started, then it really got into it. So if yeah. you can make it past the first <laughs> six chapters, you're good. <laughs> When the king well, I didn't out.
0: have a problem with the first six chapters. Oh, but you didn't? Me. no. I had a problem the same awake. Well, way.
1: neither did I, because okay. uh, I had
3: you knew somewhat
1: familiar, somewhat uh-huh. familiar with the with the characters because I think I had read Oath of Fealty before.
3: Oh, and another thing, there isn't as much differentiation in the naming. You can't always tell by the name if someone is male or female the way you can. And and I I suspect she did that for a reason because there's one thing I have noticed it a lot in fantasy and it's great fun and we love to see it. But most of them are based on a somewhat medieval society, okay? Mm -hmm. Right. Somewhat, Okay. Where has there ever been a medieval society where women had the kind of freedoms and and the ability to do it, things in the military and <clears throat> so on that they do here? And this has happened in a number of fantasy books. And it seems to me, oh yeah, that's true, <laughs> that they are bending over backwards to be PC, and yeah. that's fun for the reader. You know, I I, I take I get that I enjoy it, but I it does. I have a credibility problem with it when it's carried to an extreme. Now, Andre Norton does a good job of it, and McCaffrey does a good job of it because it is the medieval attitude in the in the uh, holdings and the wares are the where the dragon. That's a whole different reason for how they are as they are. But to just create a medieval society where women are essentially equal. Um, and and sexual freedom is pretty much free. we don't get much of that here, but I've in other books I've seen that and nobody cares. Uh uh-uh. uh, I, I have a real problem with credibility on that. Uh I keep seeing here's a writer being PC. Well the uh, thing is now it's that, fun what, to read but it's not yeah. realistic for the society. If you if you understand what right. I'm saying, I'm not but, trying to well, yeah, it's but the not thing realistic
2: is, for our society. Well,
3: right. well not the thing is on the, the scale the thing is
1: that in the later books, you get the whole thing with uh, Doran at court mm-hmm. and the opinion of the ladies of the court oh. of Doran, the warriors, the duke. Meow. <laughs> oh, meow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, meow, meow. Yeah, and it's really, it really is because they are victims of... You know, the, the mm-hmm. common attitude toward women where women can't, you know, uh, can't do anything except stay home and have babies. Mm. Okay. So but you understand what I'm saying. I, because... Because she's a duke and all this, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, meow meow okay. meow.
3: <laughs> but I, you understand where I'm coming from. Not that I don't believe that that it shouldn't be that way, but it's it's. It, I just had a credibility. I just have a credibility problem when I see women soldiers in medieval times. And I'm thinking, I don't think so, or women commanding groups of people. And I'm thinking, how did this society get enlightened? Where where did – I mean, now, it could happen if they had come from another star, you know. Like, again, with Anne McCaffrey, they went from a much more modern period. They regressed, but they remembered some of – not all, but some of what they had – And that was, that was credible because it was, there was a history behind it, but when they do these medieval things and she rides up in armor or she runs the castle and you say, well, that's fun, but who believes that? Who wants to argue with
0: me? Yeah. Well, I think it's fun to read and, um, I don't. I probably should care about the credibility problem but I don't. That's okay. That's fair. That's fair. Well, what are we going to do for next month? Does anybody remember? remember what we were reading? I mean, we had, somebody had recommended something and of course being the brilliant leader that I am, I didn't write it down. One of the days, I'm going to shock everybody by pulling out my computer and saying, I,
3: that think I really may even have recommended it, but I don't
0: remember what it
3: was. Because
0: <laughs> 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 I had just read oh, something. Really I had just really read good.
3: something, but I don't remember what it was. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, hmm.
0: I take that as a negative I think it is. <laughs> okay. Well, I thought we might want to read *Night Circus*. I was going off that fantasy list that um, I think David F sent, and a couple months back. Um, oh. Does anybody remember what that's? about? that's where they have the circus that sort of appears out of nowhere, and people go see it, and there's all these different, you know, fantasy, circusy things, and there's this oh,
3: duel be a between different. These two that'd be a real different at- world thing than than yeah. what we're used to.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that
3: might that might be interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. It turns out their romance, they're supposed to, one of them is supposed to kill the other or whatever, but then they end up being lovers, so it mm-hmm. should be interesting.
1: That sounds good. Uh, do you happen to remember the author?
3: Or the name? Erin Morgenstern, The Night Circus. The Night Circus. Hmm. The
1: Night Circus by Jerry Morgenstern.
3: No, Erin. Like here on
1: Aaron. Well, of course it would be Aaron.
3: Is it Bard and Bookshare or Bookshare only? Bard and Bookshare only. Bard and Bookshare. Okay. Okay. Good. Yeah. All right. More fun to read Bards. I love Bookshare the way it saves memory, but uh, it's a lot more fun to read Bard. All right,
1: Aaron Morningstar.
3: Okay. No more. Same thing, but different spelling. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yes. Well, that's yeah. Morgan Stern. Morgan Stern uh, means morning star.
3: Morning star. You had it right.
1: <laughs> you see, you're
3: uh, still suffering from moon madness. So you get to.
0: You know. <laughs> 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 oh Oh, uh, honestly.
1: All right. Well, I have a student at ten thirty tomorrow, so I suppose I better get out of here. Yeah, I oh dear. what,
3: a quarter to 11 for you?
1: No, it's just quarter of 10.
3: Oh, quarter of 10, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Um, so, let's see. The first Tuesday is the 7th. Yeah. one eight fifteen twenty two. So, that would make it the 28th,
3: right? Twenty eighth, fourth Tuesday. Eight fifteen, twenty two, twenty nine. Yeah, it'd be the twenty eighth. Yeah. Almost the end of the month. Yeah. June's only a thirty yep. day month.
1: Yeah.
3: Yep.